Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Liminal Lands, entitled Long Goodbyes. Before the episode begins, I just want to give a quick warning. I've been sick this entire week, and it was either go ahead and record while sounding like this, or miss an episode, and I didn't want to miss an episode. So, here we are. Now, enjoy the show. I mean, uh... Uh, I made it. Ah! What? Rich? You asshole. You scared the shit out of me. Okay, you can cut that shit right out. How did you get here? That creature knows better than to enter here. It had to have gone above ground to get here. Oh, okay. Uh, Yiggy, can you tell me if I'm safe right now? You're never safe. Uh, okay, yeah, you're, you're right there. You have a point. But, I mean, specifically from Arachne. Is she, like, on her way to get me right now? Will she come this close to the outside, or can I stop and catch my breath? Hmm. I suspect, after what you did with the whistle, she dislikes you enough that she would be willing to go beyond her usual range to get you. But she seems to be still hurting and uninterested in pursuing you. For now. Oh, well, that's incredibly comforting. I try. Okay, so, um, I'm gonna sit here for a minute, collect my thoughts. <sighs> Don't strain yourself. Ha! Ha ha ha! Holy shit. Okay, hypothetical future listeners. As you can tell, I, I made it. I escaped. Soko lives to fight another day. That was intense. I am a little bit worse for the wear. I'm not entirely sure what all you could make out on the tape, if anything at all. I'll go back and listen to the tape later, when I'm far away from here, physically and mentally. So let me just give you a quick little recap. My little delay timers worked. They started setting off her alarm webs and she took off after them. That's good. They started going off way quicker than I had planned. That's bad. So I had to take off my orthopedic boot I've been wearing ever since I broke my leg to try and move a little bit faster. And yeah, my leg is good enough it supports my weight. That's amazing. I left my boot so that I could move fast, and that's bad, bad. Because now, I'm friggin' walking around in one shoe, one sock. I'm sure that won't end up being a problem in the future. What else? Uh, oh, I was running and I got caught in one of her webs. That was bad. Tried to cut myself loose, dropped my knife. In all the struggling, I managed to hit one of those strands of web that makes noise, and I alerted her. So she started coming after me. I couldn't finish cutting myself out to get away, and she found me. She was terrified. She looked... Huh. What did she look like? I, I can't remember what she looked like. I just saw her. I can't remember any specifics. When I try to remember what she looks like, I just have this vague image of something spider-esque. What the hell? Why can I not remember? I take it you've never read any H.P. Lovecraft. Not much, why? No reason. Uh, 
Medicaid in. I'm just going to chalk the whole thing up to adrenaline and trauma. A form of shock, maybe? I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Maybe I'll be able to remember later. What does matter? All right. She was coming up on me. I swear at one point she friggin' purred like some kind of demon cat. She's making her way to do something obviously horrible, and here I am caught up in her web. I couldn't reach anything except that damn emergency whistle. I had pretty much resigned myself to my fate when it dawned on me. If she hunts by listening for things that hit her web, she probably has super sensitive ears. And those emergency whistles are designed to be heard from miles away. In other words, damn thing is hella loud. I guess it was loud enough it hurt her sensitive ears. She took off. I managed to get to my pocket knife and finish cutting myself out. And then I made it here. The exit of this cave. Then, Rich Winslow, my Nightbloom stalker, who I guess has been here waiting for me, made the same sound she makes when she's moving quickly and almost made me pee myself. He's a friggin' funny one, Rich is. And that brings us up to date. It looks to be a couple, three hours after sunrise now. So I missed at least one night, maybe two. There's no way to tell, to be honest, but I'm out. Oh, I made it out of there. I didn't think I was going to make it. You big baby. Damn it, Yiggy, can you not just let... Alright guys, um, I'm about ready to move on. Yiggy's for now, he threw at me earlier, has me on edge a bit. I think putting some distance between me and Arachne might be a really good idea. I get the feeling she doesn't like leaving the cave, but she might if she had good enough reason. Me being right here in the mouth of the cave within easy reach would likely be a good enough reason. Especially if she's the kind to hold a grudge. So, distance. Uh, before I do, I gotta do a couple of things. Like saying goodbye to my old pal Yiggy. There's really no need. Maybe not for you, but there is for me. I need some closure. So let me say, Yiggy, it's been real, and it's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. Ah, oh, you're so witty, and I absolutely hate long goodbyes. Go on then, get out of my hair. I, I am, I'm, I'm about to leave, but I also have a confession to make. You know that story I told you earlier, the one I traded to you for guidance through you? The one about the girl named Bertha I knew in high school and the awful things I did to her? Yes. Well... I made it all up. Every bit of it. I never knew anyone named Burton. I panicked when trying to make up a name for the story, and, you know, Bertha is what I called my orthopedic boot, and it was literally the only name I could come up with. I'm incredibly sorry, but there wasn't an ounce of truth in any of it. Yeah, I know. What? I know. I knew the entire time it was bullshit. <laughs> I mean, how... how did I know? You're a pretty shit storyteller, but you're an even worse liar. I knew the second you started talking that it was a complete fabrication. I could feel the lie radiating off of me. Huh. Well then, why? Why did I stick to the bargain and uphold my end despite the fact you were lying to my face, so to speak? Yeah, that. A couple reasons, really. 
I never said anything except tell me a story. I didn't say it had to be true. Plus, I could feel the shame you felt just imagining you had done that. Delicious. As well as your shame from lying to me the entire time. I figured that was enough for me to uphold my end of the bargain. Oh. Well then. Alrighty. But since you did come clean, I'll tell you something I wasn't planning on telling you. Yeah? What's that? It is my belief that you misinterpreted the survival guide I quoted to you earlier. About the... fish? Yes. I quoted, All freshwater fish are edible. Those under two inches long need no preparation and can be eaten whole. You interpreted that to mean they were safe to eat, no need for cooking. Yeah. My belief is the correct interpretation is that they don't need to be gutted, beheaded, or scaled, but that they should still be cooked. Do what now? I believe that it wasn't advocating eating them raw, just that you didn't need to do anything to them before cooking. Oh, well, that's just great. Why didn't you say something earlier? You interrupted me when I was trying to tell you that the first time, so I wasn't exactly inclined to disabuse you of your potentially erroneous assumption. What? Alright, listen. There were a couple of multisyllabic words in that last sentence. You're gonna have to help me out and tell me which one you're struggling to comprehend. None of them. I know what you mean. I just can't believe that you'd be that friggin' petty. Really? No, that totally tracks. Whatever. It's too late to worry about now. Not like it really even matters. I had to eat. I needed the energy. The fish was a risk I had to take. Okay, keep telling yourself that. I am really going to miss you, Yiggy. Yeah, the feeling's 100% mutual. If you somehow manage to survive and ever come back this way, yeah, bring Thin Mints. I could use a good snack to eat while watching her eat you. Yeah, I'll do that if possible. Any other advice before I leave? If I were you, I'd avoid any of her offspring for a while. Her offspring? You, you mean spiders? Not all of them are her offspring, but enough. Well, for the first time in a while, I'm glad it's winter. And not that I care, but I'm curious. What is your plan regarding footwear? Oh, that? Yeah, you know, I'm not worried about that in the least. I have tough feet. As soft as everything else is about you, I highly doubt that. I used to play basketball barefoot in our driveway. And we had a gravel driveway. If you say so, I will prove it to you. I will run out of here. You do not need to worry about my feet. But I guess it really is time to say so long, Yiggy. Smell you later. Fare thee well, Suko. Don't stray from your path. Okay, sure. No, see, you're supposed to say in response, but beware of doorways. But why? You really don't know shit. It's a traditional call-and-response farewell in these lands. For people who are well-met. One person says, don't stray from your path, and the other person responds with, but beware of doorways. Oh, okay. Let's start over. Forget it. The moment's passed. Just run out of here like you said you would. Yeah, sure. Hasta la vista, Yiggy. Okay, uh, hypothetical future listeners. Running was a bad damn idea. I could tell the second I started. 
but I couldn't show that to you. So I ran until the cave entrance was out of sight, then sat down right here to nurse my poor friggin' foot. This... This is gonna be a problem. I might have to figure something out. Okay, okay, I'm back, HFLs. A bit of an update. I seem to be pretty much on the other side of the swamp. But honestly, I'm lost. I don't know where to go. I have no idea where I am. I lost almost all of my supplies, and I only have one damn shoe. In short, I'm pretty damn screwed. Rich is still following me. He's around here somewhere. He doesn't exactly stay close by, but he does kind of stay close enough I can see him every once in a while. I have no idea why, but, you know, he isn't trying to eat me anymore, so it's whatever. And I mean, I guess it kind of makes me feel a little less alone, so, yeah. Kind of nice he's around here somewhere, I guess. But what I need, what I really, really need, is to find a town. Any town. Even a little... No stoplight, one horse town would be great. It would give me an idea of where I'm at, and which way I need to go, and shoes. I cannot stress how important shoes are right now. This place, the Liminal Lands, is supposedly a shadow of our world and some other world at the same time, according to the cat. If I'm going towards a place that's a reflection of a town in our world, that also happens to have a thin spot that I might be able to slip through and finally make it home. Now, a map wouldn't exactly tell me what to expect along the way. There's no telling whether any place is closer to our world and be more like ours, or the other one. But, I could at least figure out what direction I needed to go. So, finding a town is my top priority. But how do I do that? I might have to think about this. Y'all, y'all, I got it. I figured it out. I have an idea. This is a good one, too. Not like most of my ideas. Okay, one of the things I do still have is my little hand crank rechargeable radio. It's been in my hip pocket this entire time. And that leads me to my plan. I turn it on, and if I can get any signal at all, I mean, even just those Morse code beeps, I can kind of point the antenna around. And if it gets any clearer or louder when I point it in a direction, that means that's the direction it's coming from, right? The signal, right? And then I just head that way. Got it charged up just a minute ago. I'm ready, are you ready? Nothing but static all over the dial. Nothing. I thought it was a really good idea. You know what? I still think it's a good idea. I can just wander around a little bit and look for a signal. 
you know, for some reason, I really, really, really feel I should head in that direction. You can't see where I'm pointing. Shit. Whatever. But I feel like something is pulling me sort of away from the swamp. So, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to head that way and see if I can find some sort of signal. As Tigger says, TTFN. Ta-ta for now. <sighs> I need shoes. I'm going away, but I won't come back on a lonesome railroad line. But I can't forget that sweet little girl who sleeps in the pines and the pines. Thanks for listening to today's episode, even if my voice has sounded better. If you enjoy the show, there are lots of ways you could support me. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash liminallands and support me monetarily, but you can also just leave me a positive review or a five-star somewhere or, you know, recommend it to a friend. I don't have an advertising budget or anything like that, so word of mouth really is the only way for me to grow the show. To everybody that already does that and has already left reviews, thanks again, guys. It means the world to me. Until next time, beware of doorways. And I hit one of those strands on her... Hey guys, this episode of The Liminal Lands is sponsored by Happy Hippo Herbals. And that's pretty exciting to me because I can honestly say without their products, The Liminal Lands wouldn't exist as a show. Right now, if you use my discount code, you can get 15% off your order. There's going to be a link you can click on in the show notes. And along with that link, there's also another link you can check out that's specifically about Happy Hippo Herbals themselves and why you should choose them over some of their competitors. It's pretty eye-opening stuff, guys, and you definitely need to check it out. Now, enjoy the show. <laughs>